You are listening to the weekly podcast of Mount Sinai Missionary Baptist Church in Millington, Tennessee. We pray you enjoy today's message. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come to you now, Lord, thanking you for this day. Father, we thank you for being the giver of all life. Father, you are the God of another chance. We thank you right now for being so great and so merciful. Father, you have blessed us beyond measure. Father, and if we had 10,000 tongues, we just couldn't thank you enough. But Father, we give you thanks for everything that you've done. Father, we thank you right now for what you're doing even in this moment. Father, you're shielding us from something that would seek to take us out, Father. Father, you're growing us right now, even in this praise and worship hour. Father, we thank you for your word that comes to correct us, Father, that comes to instruct us, and that comes to propel us to a greater living in you. Father, I ask that you hide me behind your cross. Allow your people to see you and have an encounter with you and that none will see me. Father, somebody needs you on today. Father, we need you on today. We need you right now. Holy Spirit, continue to have your way in this place. Our hearts are open. Our minds are ready to receive. Father, we love you, we love you, we honor you, and we bless your holy name, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen, 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 amen. God is a good God. He is a great God. He can do anything but fail. I don't know what you need him for on today, but he can do anything but fail. Whatever you are in need of, God can do it. God can give it to you. He can do anything but fail. This morning, if you have your Bibles or your Sunday school book, Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17. 17, Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17. God is an awesome God. God will, will continue to open up his word. God will continue to instruct us. God will continue to cause things to come to pass that he promised us would be. We just have to make sure that our eyes are open to the Word of God, that our eyes are open to the movement of God. A lot of times stuff happens and we call it luck or we, we say it's just something that happened, but God is a God that causes all things. God will cause things to happen in your life according to His Word and according to your obedience. Amen. This morning again, Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17. 
when you have it, stand to your feet for the reading of the Word of God. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17. It says, Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Amen. You may be seated on this morning. Amen. If you need a title this morning, consider this. What is your teacher's name? What is your teacher's name? Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you wish you knew the next move, where you wish that the next move was just clear as the hand in front of your face? Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you just wish you, you could just reach down and pull a piece of paper out of a hat and it will tell you what you should do next? How many of us have ever found ourselves in a situation where we were trying to figure out, should I take the new job? Should I take this promotion? Should I go ahead and marry this person? Should I continue to date them? Should I postpone my trip or should I go ahead and go anyway? Should I forgive this person or should I continue to hold this grudge? How many of us wish we knew the next move? Well, the good thing about God is God will tell you what the next move is. But the problem is God has been trying to teach us, but some of us are just not showing up for class. God has been trying to teach you, but God cannot teach who does not show up. God can teach you if you are present on a daily basis. But when you decide to cut class, when you decide to fall asleep in class, God can't teach those of us that are not willing to listen to the teachers. So that there or some of us, we understand that there are tests in life, and those tests require us to rely on the teaching that we've received and the faith that we can apply to whatever we have been taught. See, God has been doing a great job of teaching you all your life. But for some of us, we haven't applied the teachings that we've been taught. It makes no sense for you to know that one plus one equals two, but every time you have to put one and one together, you can't remember what the answer is. You don't know how to apply what you've been taught. See, God has been teaching us all along. God has been helping us to develop our faith, but every time a test comes upon us, we act as if we've never seen the information before. We act as if God has not prepared us for the moment that we are currently in. Understanding this text, God, he, he's reprimanding he's, the, his people through the prophet. We know that these people, they've messed up time and time again. God knows exactly who he's dealing with, and God knows that, that he has to reprimand his people, but by the same token, God is getting ready to free his people. God is getting ready to, to release his people from captivity, but just like you would with your child, when you're allowing them to go out of your home, you got to prepare them for what's out there in the world. How many times have we dropped our child off to school and we had to remind them of a few things before we allowed them to exit 
the vehicle because there are some trappings out in this world. There, there are some things that this world has in store for us that we know nothing about. So it's up to those that, that have been down those roads, those that, that understand the, the tests that come with life. It's up to those people to instruct us about what is to come. But understand, even though we're allowed to help one another, even though we're allowed to testify to one another, understand that God is our teacher. None of us are each other's teacher. I know I'm up here teaching you the word or preaching the word, but I'm merely God's teacher assistant. I'm not the teacher. God is the one that will teach you. God is the one that will help you to grow. God is the one that will uh, supply the increase. All I'm doing is, is giving you the memo that comes from God. I'm nothing but God's assistant. You, you can't call me and ask me for the answers to the test because I don't know what information God gave to you. God has a direct line to each and every one of us, and we have to be open to that direct line. God has some redeeming qualities. We learn a whole lot about God if we just read the Word of God. See, you can learn from your experiences, but understand your experiences are not your teacher. You, you can learn from man, but man is not your teacher. You can learn from a book, but that book is not your teacher. Why, why is that book not your teacher? Because that book is not dependable. Understand your teacher is dependable. Your God is dependable. Your God is approachable. You, you, you can't approach this book, but you can approach your God. You, you can't depend on a book that you get out of Barnes and Noble or that you get out of your local library, but you can depend on God because you got to turn that book back into the library. That, that, that book that you bought from Barnes and Noble is going to be on your shelf collecting dust, but your God is dependable. You can go back to your God, and your God doesn't get upset when you come back to him. You might rip the pages up, or as I found out, if you leave your grandchildren alone enough with your books, they might mark all through the pages of your book, and you can no longer depend on that book. But you can, you can depend on God. No one can rip a page out of God. Nobody can mark all over God to the point where you cannot understand him. God is the same as he was yesterday as he is today and that he will be on tomorrow. Nobody can erase your God. So God is dependable. God is approachable. You can go to God whenever you need to. At some point, if, if I was your teacher, you'll call me and it won't be office hours. Back during the COVID season, Dr. Curry, you know what it was like. On Teams, my team's hours were set up from a certain time. And if you tried to call me after those hours, you got the message that I was asleep or you got the message that I was busy. But God is always approachable. God is always able to be reached no matter what you find yourself struggling with. Now, you can leave me a message and I'll get back to you at my earliest convenience, but with God, God is always waiting for you to talk to him. 
So your teacher, he, he, he's dependable, he's approachable, and last but not least, he's concerned about you. God is concerned about you profiting. And when the, the word here speaks about he causes us or he teaches us to profit, it, it's not talking about monetary profiting. We know that if you purchase something for $10 and then you turn around and sell it for $11, you've made a profit. You, you've gained from what you purchased and, and sold to someone else. You spent $10, you got $11, so you added a dollar to, to your account. But that's not the type of profit that we're talking about in this particular text. The, te the profit that we're speaking about here is the ability to be open to growth. The ability to be open to gain more than monetary things. The ability to gain more than material items. That's what it talks about when it says the, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Not talking about monetary gain, talking about being open to the Spirit of God, being open to healing, being open to deliverance. So the prophet here is talking about availing ourselves to grow availing ourselves to increase. Don't you know, if you're not open to God, then you will never increase in God. God wants us to grow, but we have to understand that, that God is our teacher. And if God is our teacher, we have to love the teacher in order to remember his teachings. If we don't love God, we forsake his teachings. If we don't love God, we, we stray away from his teachings. We have to love God in order to do what God is commanding us to do, in order for us to do what God is asking us to do. But on this morning, I, I need you to understand that there are some things that good teachers do. And God being the great teacher, God does these things better than those of us that are earthly teachers. See, a good teacher, a good teacher establishes a relationship with their students. A great teacher does this even better than a good teacher. A good teacher establish a relationship in a number of different ways. They reveal themselves to their students. I never understood why at the beginning of every year I have to post a picture outside of my door and list all of these things about myself is so that my students can make a connection with me. And it amazes me that th this is up on day one and it's there until day 180, but I will still have some children that will come ask me, Mr. Jefferson, are you married? I know it told you that out there on the wall, if you would have just taken the time to read the wall, you would see how long I've been teaching, what school I went to, I'm married, I've had, I have kids, I used to have dogs, it's all there for you to read, but you didn't read, so now you're asking me questions. We do the same thing with God. God has printed it right here in black and white, all the things about him. But we go to God and say, God, are you good? He said, if you would have just taken the time to read, you would have known that I am good. God, you wouldn't lie to me, would you? God is saying in my word, it says that I'm not a man that I should lie. Therefore, if you read the word, you will know what you need to know about your teacher. 
But the problem is we're still trying to find out about the teacher all because we didn't read the biography of the teacher. The, the teacher is trying to give us a little knowledge about himself, but we, we, we're too busy stuck on that, and we can't go through what he needs us to go through. We, we can't get the information that he has for us because we're still trying to find out about the teacher. We're, we're still wondering about what makes the teacher tick. So my question is this morning, do you know your teacher. What, what is your teacher's name? It amazes me. I love to talk to the little kindergartners, and when you see the kindergartners, you ask them who their teacher is, and this is their first time in school, and they have to stop and think, um, it's a lady. She, um, she's about this tall. You, you, you know her skin color look like yours. You, you know the lady that I'm talking about. They don't know their teacher's name which means they, have, they hadn't made that connection just yet. That's what I'm asking you this morning. What's your teacher's name? Is your teacher the one that goes to bed with you at night? Is your teacher the one that you keep bumping into when you bypass them in the store? Is your teacher the one that you can put on the shelf and take off when you need? Or is your teacher the one that woke you up this morning? Is your teacher the one that makes sure that you are in your right mind? Is your teacher the one that provides for you no matter how much you gone against what the teacher has taught you. What is your teacher's name? If your teacher's name is the one that, that that's lays beside you, at some point that person's going to stop teaching you. At some point that person gets fed up with you and they decide to close up the knowledge that they have to offer you. But God is dependable. No matter how frustrated God gets, just like with these people, he's still willing to teach you. Because God wants you to profit. Because if you profit, now God can increase you. Now God can offer you some more things. It would be foolish of me to teach information and then give a test as on something that I haven't taught. Of course, I'm going to get a lot of red flags when I grade papers if I test something that I have not taught. So understand that when trials and tribulations come upon you in life, God has given you everything you need to know in order to be successful on a test. But if you need to know something about your teacher, let, let, let me just tell you a few things that I learned in the Word about your teacher. In Genesis 1 verse 1, it tells us that your teacher, he created the heavens and the earth. Later on in verse 27, it said that he created man in his image. In Exodus 34, 14, it tells us that God is a jealous God. In 1 Peter 1, 15, it tells us that God is holy. Therefore, we ought to be holy just like our teacher is holy. If you need some more, Numbers 23, 19 tells us that he is not a man that he should lie. John 3, 16 said that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So your teacher was willing to make a sacrifice so that you can be in the room and learn of what he has to offer. So now that you know your teacher, now you got to establish a relationship with your teacher. It's that relationship that will open you up to new opportunities. It's that relationship that will allow you to move to the next level 
of spirituality. If you want stuff to stop bothering you, you ought to learn from the teacher. The more you learn of the teacher, the less people can upset you because you understand that people are people. But the reason people keep getting on your nerves is because you keep expecting them to be something other than what God told you they would be. Don't you know that the enemy uses people just like God uses people. God says in his word, he said, men will give unto your bosom the same way men will take from your bosom. The enemy will cause people to take the same way that God will cause people to give. But if you're looking for something different, understand you haven't learned enough about your teacher. But if you know some things about your teacher, if you establish that relationship with your teacher, understand your teacher knows everything about you. Your, your, your teacher knows your struggles. Your teacher knows your, your best method of learning. Some of us, we got to go through some things in order for us to learn. You, you know how it is, Minister Houston, Dr. Curry. Some of our children, we can present to them all day long and they get it. Others, we got to let them touch it. We got to let them do some things in order for it to stick in their heads. Some of them, they can read and just memorize everything that they've written. God knows how you learn best. So if the only time you go down on your knees and pray is when you're in trouble, then God needs to let you get into a little trouble so that he can have a conversation with you. If the only time you praise God is when your money is low, then I'm going to let you keep blowing it all so that you can come back to me in prayer. Don't get mad at the teacher when he knows how you learn best. It's up to the teacher to provide an atmosphere for you to learn and get the most out of the instructional opportunity. So God, in his infinite wisdom, he knows everything about you. Isn't that what we read in, in this Sunday school lesson in chapter 48, verses 1 through 8? God says, I know exactly who you are. He said, I know that if I allowed certain things to happen, but I didn't tell you they were going to happen, you would take credit for everything that I have done. He says, I understand that your neck is stubborn and your head is hard. I know exactly who I'm talking to. I know exactly what I'm dealing with, all because I created you. And like he said last week, not only did I create you, but I formed you. I created you. You got off track, but I brought you back and I molded you. I shaped you into what I wanted you to be, and you still got off track again. But I know you're well enough to know what I need to instruct you with and equip you with in order for you to meet the test on tomorrow. So God knows everything he needs to know about you. That's what the woman at the well said. Come meet a man that knew everything about me, told me everything about me, but yet and still, he still was willing to offer me something. That's the God that we serve. God wants us to profit, meaning God wants us to increase. God wants us to be open to gain more. But the whole problem is you keep trying to hide stuff from God, but God already knows everything. God knows everything you need in order to be successful on tomorrow. But not only does God know you, God knows what you need in order 
to be successful. In order for me to properly teach a child, I need to know what a child needs to know, not just for my grade, but for the grades to come. If I only focus on what they need to know right now, I'm putting them in a situation that it may not transfer to the next grade. And I've taught you tricks and I've taught you things that might not carry over when you go to third grade. So now you might fail third grade all because all I was worried about is you being in my class. God is concerned about your future. God is concerned about your eternity. God is not just worried about you prospering and profiting in this season. God is worried about your longevity. But some of us, we're begging God for things of right now. Understand in Mark chapter 2 verse 22, it, it, it tells us that if you put new wine into old wineskins, not only will you lose the new wine, but you're going to destroy the skins also. So what God is trying to help us to understand is that new wine before wisdom is a waste. You, you ask for wine, but you don't have what you need to be able to contain the wine. Now you find yourself even more frustrated than you were before you got the wine. The wine represents our peace. We ask God for peace, but we don't have the structure to be able to maintain the peace. And when we enjoy the peace for a little while, somehow we turn around and the peace is gone. Now we find ourselves even more frustrated because I ask for peace. He gave me peace, but now I don't know where my peace is all because I didn't have the structure to be able to maintain the peace. So God is saying you got to have wisdom before I can give you the wine. If I keep on blessing you financially, but you keep on going to the casino and you keep on buying these scratch-offs and you keep on hustling down the Macy's or you keep on going out to Houston's for lunch every day, then the wine is going to be wasted. All because you didn't have the correct wisdom. But when you understand that sometimes that peanut butter and jelly tastes just like a steak, then you got the wisdom that you need in order to keep the financial blessing that God is about to pour into you. But when money is, is the only thing that makes you happy, you don't have the wisdom that it takes to be able to keep it. See, God is going to bless you so that you can be a good steward over what God has blessed you with, but all you're looking for is the, the earthly things that your money can buy you. Understand that that wine before wisdom is a waste. And God understands that, that, that the wine is just going to be wasted and you're going to end up frustrated all because now you have even less money than you had in the beginning. Now you have more bills than you had in the beginning all because this blessing caused you to go out and create more credit card accounts. Go out and create more layaway accounts. Go out and buy a new car that costs more because it takes more gas and now all of a sudden you're more frustrated than you were before you got the blessing. So God is trying to teach us how to gain wealth. God is trying to teach us how to gain health and strength. But the problem is some of us want the wine before we get the new wine skins. Understand God is trying to teach us to develop new wine skins so that when we get the new wine, the new wine won't destroy us. 
Money is the very thing that destroys us sometimes. Good health is the very thing that destroys us sometimes because we believe we can do any and everything that we want to do and we don't take our health into account. That's why we drink all day long. That's why we smoke. As, as Dr. Norm told us, like we're a chimney, we do stuff that, that's harmful to our bodies all because it's not harming me right now. But God, he, he gives us the new wine, but we got to have the new wine skins that go with it in order for it not to destroy us. God doesn't want us to waste his teaching, so therefore God is giving us the blessing once we've developed the capacity in order to maintain the teaching that will help us to be successful in the long run. So God, he, he's our teacher, and you, you, you know, we, we learn stuff from life from time to time, but I told you that life is not your teacher. I don't care what you learn through your experiences. Your experiences are not your teacher. I don't care what you learn from your best friend or your husband or your, your, your mother or your grandmother. Those people are not your teachers. Those people are merely substitute teachers. Those people are merely teacher's assistants. They're telling you what thus says the Lord because your teacher is their teacher. So therefore, what they learn of God, they relay the same thing to you. So you got to understand that if God is your teacher, if you can call God by name, just like he said, I am the Lord, your God, I teach you to profit. Not only does he teach us to profit, but he says he will go with us and he will show us exactly the way that we should go. So if that's the promise of God, you got to understand at some point it's test time. At some point, God is going to give you a test, but the good thing about the test that God has for you, it's an open book test. The test that God gives you, he, he gave you all the answers to the test, but, but you just got to be humble enough to go back and look at the answers. You know, I, I was one of those students in school that even when it was open book, I, I was too stuck on myself. Now, I don't need no book. I remember exactly what I'm supposed to remember, and I got one or two wrong, all because I didn't want to go back and look at my notes. That's how some of us are in life. God has given us the answers, but now, nah, Lord, I've been through this before. I don't need to go back and read the Word. I remember what the Word says, and we quote it wrong. We apply it wrong and we wonder why we keep on failing the test but God got something for you to understand even though you fail the test on today the test doesn't go away you're gonna correct your answers and then you're gonna take the test again on next week you're gonna keep on seeing this same information until you pass the test that's why that same person keeps turning their back on you because you still hadn't passed the test you keep putting your trust in that person but the word constantly told you that you ought to put your trust in God and not in man. So you keep wondering why they keep breaking your heart because you won't understand that you need to take your trust out of them and put your trust in the Lord. Understand, test time is coming. But here's what it is with God. In the classroom, 
there, there's a thing when you go to college, when you move up into higher education, sometimes you're in an auditorium class setting. In that auditorium class setting, it's a whole lot of people because everybody's trying to get a degree. Everybody needs psychology. Everybody needs this general math class. So you got a whole lot of people in there. The instruction is not personalized based on, on, on your field of expertise. This is something general that everybody needs to know. So the class is larger. Don't you know when you wake up out of your bed, you enter into the auditorium every day. But God wants you to move up just a little bit higher. See, when you move up just a little bit higher, now you find yourself in an area of specialized education. You find yourself in a classroom setting. And that classroom setting gets smaller and smaller. Your church is your classroom. God has something specific for you in your church. God has something that, that's catered just for you and your church that's designed to help you and your church move to another level. But some of us, we'd rather stay out in the auditorium. That way the teacher doesn't know exactly who I am. I can hide behind somebody else. I don't have to do the homework assignment that was given because you don't know me by face and you don't know me by name. But God says, not only do I know your face, not only do I know your name, but I know how many strands of hair is on your head. God knows everything about you. So even though you think you're hiding in the auditorium, God is still waiting for you to enter the classroom. God is still waiting for you to step on inside the classroom. God says, I got a chair with your name on it. I got some notebooks with your name on it. I got a syllabus with your name on it. I'm waiting for you to come and take your seat. So God is trying to get us to come out of the auditorium and come into the classroom. God wants some intimacy with each and every one of us. But understand when the test comes, you have to have studied the material before the test. You can't keep putting off studying the word of God and expecting to pass the test because God tells you that he's with you until the end of the earth. But every time you get in the test, you keep wondering, where is God? I don't see God. I don't know if God is with me. But if you studied the material, you would be able to take the test knowing that God is always with you. He said last week through the water, through the rivers, through the fire, I'm right there with you. You got to know that God is with you. But if you hadn't studied the material, it's hard for you to know if God is with you. Another good thing about our God is if God is your teacher, you got to learn how to take advantage of God's office hours. The good thing about God is that his office is always open. You just got to keep your appointment. You got to make sure you show up when the office doors are open. And the song tells me that the line is never busy. Even if you can't make it to your appointment, you ought to pick up the phone and let him know, God, I'm running a little bit behind, but I'm going to talk to you until I get to your office. I'm going to talk to you until I can get to that secret place. You got to keep the office hours because even though you are still in the auditorium you can still go to his office hours you can still close your door and pray no matter what you find yourself in and then when you get into the classroom his office is still open because now God has some stuff just for you to get you to the next level but the problem is some of us are still in the auditorium drinking meat and God wants us to enter into the class uh, drinking milk 
and he wants us to enter into the classroom and start eating some meat. But some of us, we're content with drinking milk. God said it's time for you to step up and start eating some meat. It's time for you to grow up and enjoy some of this greater nourishment that I have for you. But anytime you find yourself struggling, anytime you find yourself not being able to understand the information, his office is always open. God is your teacher. But you got to love God enough to learn the information. You got to love God enough to apply the information. God wants you to, to, to be wise, but God wants you to understand that, that in that wisdom, you have to be able to apply it. See, wisdom has to do with us learning stuff, acquiring knowledge. It has to do with our experiences and our good judgment, but all of that is held together by application. If we don't apply what we've learned, if we don't apply what God has shown us to our lives, then we're not wise. God wants us to have wisdom, but God wants us to apply that wisdom appropriately. God has given us all a measure of faith, but it's each and every one of our responsibility in order to grow that faith. But the good thing about God is God says he will help us to grow our faith. God will give us the chastisement we need in order to move us to a new level. You know how you, you, you say as a parent, I'm doing this because I love you. This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. It's the same way with God. God has to sometimes reprimand us, but that reprimanding comes in a form that's specific to us. Just because somebody else went through something in their situation doesn't mean God is going to take you through the same thing. God knows you well enough to know how you learn best. You ought to call God your teacher because God says he is your God. He is your redeemer. But the problem is if you stop loving God, then you stop listening to God. You ought to keep on loving God so that you can continue to hear from God. And when you hear from God, you got to love him enough to do exactly what he's commanding you to do. You have to do exactly what he's taught you to do. It's okay to come out of the auditorium and get into the classroom. God already knows who you are. God can see you even in the midst of the auditorium. You ought to not be afraid to enter the classroom because his office is always open. No matter how difficult you think the material is, if you just keep on studying, God will give you what you need. God will give you a better understanding. But that's why the word tells us to lean not to our own understanding. We got to open up to God's understanding. And on Wednesday night, we, we're going to talk about how to not lean to our own understanding. If God is your teacher, you won't allow anybody else to teach you. That's one thing I'm amazed about about children. When they love a teacher, they won't let anybody else teach them something different. They'll tell you, uh-uh, my teacher told me to do it this way. Uh-uh, my teacher said it's supposed to go like this. That's what we ought to tell the world. Uh-uh, my teacher told me that he loves me. Uh-uh, my teacher told me that I can hold on to his unchanging hand. Uh-uh, my teacher told me that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh-uh, my teacher told me that I'm the head and not the tail. Uh-uh, my teacher told me if I give, 
then it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto my bosom. That's what my teacher told me, and that's what I'm going to stick with. And I don't care, just like Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. If I'm going through something, it's because my teacher has something greater in store for me. My teacher has a blessing for me on the other side. So I don't care what you're talking about. I'm going to do it the way my teacher taught me how to do it. I'm going to love the way my teacher taught me how to love. I'm going to forgive the way that my teacher taught me how to forgive. I'm going to let it go and bring it to the altar the way my teacher taught me how to bring it to the altar. So, Mount Sinai, that's all I came to ask you this morning. What's your teacher's name? If your teacher ha has a name on the birth certificate, you're in a whole lot of trouble. If, if your teacher is a book that's one day on the bestseller list and on the next day it's on the most forgotten list, you, you are in some big trouble. But if your teacher starts with a capital G, if your teacher's name has an O in the middle, if your teacher's name has a D on the end, then I guarantee you on this morning, you are in good hands. Because not only will your teacher teach you what you need to know, he'll be there right with you when you're taking the test. He'll even whisper the answers in your ears if you just remember to listen to the teacher. Amen. What's your teacher's name this morning? You ought to yell out Jesus on this morning. What's your teacher's name? What's your teacher's name? If you can remember your teacher's name, I guarantee you he'll get you through the trials and tribulations of life. Amen. Stand to your feet all over the building. This morning, before we end our, our live feed, let us just pray for those that, that are struggling, those that have been taught, but they're not applying what they've been taught, those that don't remember their teacher's name, those that are looking for a teacher. That's a bad thing when you're looking for a teacher and the teacher's right there with arms open wide. So this morning, let us pray for those. Heavenly Father, we come to you now thanking you right now for this opportunity. Father, we ask that you would just reveal yourself to someone on today, Father. Somebody's looking for a teacher on today. Father, we know that you are a good and great teacher. We ask right now that you would reveal yourself in a way that someone will know that you are dependable. Somebody will know that you are approachable, God. And somebody will know that you are a God that never fails. You are a God that is concerned about not only their today, but their tomorrow. You're a God that knows all about their past but you're not willing to keep anything from them in order to make them better. Father, we pray right now that someone will decide to make you the teacher of their life, that someone will enter into an intimate relationship with you after hearing this message, and that they will be forever transformed, and that your kingdom will gain another soul. Father, we love you and we thank you, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Let us give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. God is a good God. God is a good God. God will speak to you.
God will speak to you. God wants you to listen. God is willing to hear from you. But you got to be willing to hear from God. So in our time of prayer and altar call. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.